Welcome to Sports Tech Atlanta's Seed Talk. I'm your host, Sterling Mack, joined by WUTY 97.9 FM Worcester Sports Radio host, Taylor Mack. Today, June 18th, we will bring to you three new interesting sports tech stories. Let's get into today's Seed Talk. Uh, so this first story I thought was super cool, especially, uh, again, we've been trying to highlight these stories uh, as we're in COVID. And I thought this was nice because it's allowing athletes to be able to work remotely or virtually, but with, with their coach as well. Uh, so it's called PUSH. Uh, so the PUSH system allows coaches to dive into 500 exercises that are stored in the cloud and build a workout for their athletes. Uh, the workout is then sent to the athletes via an app. The athletes wear an accelerometer band or attach it to their weights, then start following the exercises. The sensor tracks the movements and the velocity, giving the athlete and coach real-time feedback. Uh, Taylor, what do you think about this one? No, I, I, I've always loved this, and uh, it was one of the reasons why I committed uh, to the great University of Connecticut back when we were – you know, thriving as a football program because it was our biggest thing coming into the weight room was shout out. We were gonna be we were gonna be one of the first collegiate teams to have a completely paperless weight room. And this is this is 10 years ago. So mm-hmm. it was supposed to be technology like this. I don't know if push was you know in its infancy at that stage, but uh same type of um aspect where you can come in as an athlete, professional, collegiate and you just go to your rack, you type in your number, and then your workout comes up, and then everything's wireless, and then um, you can track your movements and then track your reps, everything that you're doing wirelessly with the tech that supports it. So I think it's a really great thing, especially in the time frame that we're at. It'll make things a lot easier. People are trying to be paperless, but with COVID, it's harder. So once you have your group done and they're out, you can you know wipe down all of the equipment um, that they're using. So they just, you know, from their, from their reps and working out and touching the touch screen. So it's a really good product. And, um, I would love to see this continue to get bigger and continue to grow. Currently, um, it's used in the NBA with the Charlotte Hornets in the MLB, the Miami Marlins. You would never be able to tell though, with the Marlins, uh, Washington <laughs> nationals in, in the NHL, Colorado avalanche, um, and then Toronto FC, as well as Tottenham Hotspurs across the pond, uh, use the technology as well. And then obviously, you know, colleges and a few high schools. I would probably suspect like Allen High School in Texas uses this. Oh, good. That's a good name drop there. Yeah, I mean, I think it's super cool. I mean, the, the ability, right, especially during this time where you're working out by yourself, you need some of that motivation. I know I've, I've had it during this time where like I just need something extra, right? It's hard to go to a different place mentally or, or just to find that uh, that 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 push that you need. So I think that the cool the really cool part that I like, right, is to be able to like attach, say, an iPad to the weight rack and then tap mm-hmm. your profile, mm-hmm. um, which shows your individual workout program, but then that data is sent to like a leaderboard. So not only can your coach, you know, adjust what you need to be doing, but you can also see, hey, what everyone else is doing. Right. right. So it, that pushes you a little bit harder, a little bit farther, especially during this time where you're working out at home, you know, you're by yourself. I think that's a really cool aspect of this. Right. Um, just to be able to have that true feedback, like you're in, you know, around all your teammates and in the gym. Yeah. Um, 
I think the biggest thing that you that you see, uh, you know, take a smaller player that lifts in the weight room doesn't do nearly as much weight, but you can test. Uh, you know, you can get the metrics for for how you're coming up, explosion wise, power that you're putting through. So you can see pound for pound where you're at instead of it just being like, man, I'm never going to be able to squat 500 pounds. I just, I don't, your body, my body won't allow me to do that. But right. when you put it uh, in the aspect of each individual player and um, do the numbers out that way, then you can see where you are competitively and gets people really going. And especially how things are going to be changing in the future with having players, you know, report in earlier and earlier how, how the trend has been going. Now you'll be able to live track. And that's the biggest thing that a lot of these teams want to make sure is that you are working out and that you are being effective. And so this is good. It's good technology and it's going to continue to grow. Yeah, totally agree. Um, so again, that is push. Uh, if you want to check them out. So before I hit the next story here, I just wanted to highlight, um, if you did not know, soccer was on today, which is super cool. I got to see Ronaldo play as I was eating lunch at around 3 o'clock. Um, the English Premier League uh, is coming back as well very soon. The league has already started. I've been wondering how they were going to do this, and I saw a quick note here that uh, through Catapult Sports, they developed a proximity report, which generates – a report detailing how long a player is spending close proximity with teammates. So should a player test positive for COVID-19, the club will know which players uh, uh, have been in contact with and for how long and even during which specific training drills or exercises. So a uh, really cool thing. Just wanted to shout out Catamount Sports is we're trying to get back to some sort of normalcy within sports and as uh, some of the European soccer leagues are starting to launch. Yeah, so it's, it's exciting, especially having the digital background as Marcelo, shout out Real Madrid, um, had a great right right foot goal. And then he gave the one, you know, he need for, in solidarity with the movement fist up. And then you look in the crowd and it's the digitized crowd as everybody's adjusting to try and make it a nice experience for fans um, and players. I don't know for that as much, much as much for their aspects, but um, yes, yeah, sports slowly, slowly creeping back. Yeah, it's got to take you back to when you were like a kid, right? Or when you were playing as like AU or that type of thing, right? Where you just like the fans just weren't there. So you're, mm-hmm. just, you're just playing now, you know? You're not able to feed off of the crowd, which is tough. But it's, I think it's kind of just back to like the roots of like what sports are, uh, which is a game. So yeah, the second story here is a connected rowing company, Hydro, securing $25 million in funding. So again, COVID, right? So trying to find these stories that, that highlight this. So Hydro uh, is an indoor rowing machine that features a 22-inch touchscreen TV. Users can watch live or on-demand video workouts, some of which are conducted by U.S. national team rowers as they row real boats on waterways such as Boston's Charles River or the San Francisco Bay. Shout out the Yay area. Um, you know, with gyms like shut down right now, it's, this is another perfect one. You've seen everything from like Nordic Track, obviously what Peloton did, IPOing a year ago. Uh, so just another very, very cool uh, say innovation, right, that's coming to the home workout space here with Hydro. Taylor, what did you think about this one? It, all right, it, let, let's be let's be let's be real. Yep. I I know the numbers support what so in in what uh, has been released. Um, they have said that, you know, the numbers back up 
uh, the excitement that goes with uh, everything of having the, the home workout equipment and that you see the trends going in that direction. By the way, 22 inch screen that comes on top of this hydro. And I love how they use hydro. I love I love when companies are creative. I love, I'm gonna start off on a positive because I, I don't want to just be negative. I don't want it to seem like that's what I'm. You were, I'm I can going. tell you about to be negative. But that's that's okay. what, I, I didn't want to seem that that's where I'm going. But I love by the way that they say that their 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 company name Hydro H Y D R O W with the row in there. I love that the play on the name. But let's let's look at it. So Bruce Smith, you know their CEO said that the numbers are backing up. The data is backing up their their production numbers and the excitement that's out there. So. Uh, the trend should continue to go up. Do we think that's going to be the the exact case here? Because yes, people have been buying you know equipment for to go in their homes because of COVID. But let's say when social distancing lessens, uh, do you think the gym will return back to the popularity that it has, especially with the classes that a lot of people love to sign up for? You know, dance classes, uh, just being around spin classes, that type of stuff. So do you think those numbers will return and then you're going to see a dip back in the, um, a larger dip? Obviously there should, there will be a dip, but a large dip into the home workout market. It's tough. I mean, I think there has to be a dip just because people were at home and they needed something to do. Right. So just naturally like the, the amount of people staying at home and continuing to work out will change. But I think this, I think this kind of shows, right? If you have the correct space and you have the correct equipment, do you need a gym? I think that's the other question to to your question, right? That is a great question. And yeah. I think what Peloton showed with the the way that they designed their app, uh, Nike's done a very good job with it. Like you can design your app, and as long as people have the space in their house and the the ability to afford, you know, the app purchases and everything like that you don't really need the gym and and you've kind of talked about it. Like gyms can be weird, right? You can, especially, especially if you're a woman, right? Like being in a gym all the time, just isn't like the best, the, the thing that you want to be doing. Right. Um, so yeah, it's, I, 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 I don't know. I, I mean, there's no data right now to be, there's no subset of data to be able to say, yes, like we know this, this, this amount of people are going to go back to gyms, but I do think COVID has shown that the need for gyms is not where we thought it was four months ago. No, I think you made a great point right there um, with the return to gym numbers. And I only say this and I only ask this question because the, the big equipment that you normally see that works is like you said, it has to fit so that you can really answer the question or, you know, answer the question of, you know, do I really need to go back to the gym? Like I have everything here. Let's, let's be honest, working out at home, not having to travel to the gym, you have the space to be able to do it. It really does change your day up because, all right, you if you have the ability to work from home or say you do get home, you don't have to change, go somewhere else. That's another 20 minutes, maybe five minutes on the low end. So that's a 10 minute round trip anyways of you being in the car, warming up in the gym, changing in the gym, going through the whole process. So now you're at your home. You can do the comfortability of working out as long as you need to. No one's rushing you. And then when you're done, you take a shower, then you're there. You, you could have dinner going at the same time as you're working out. So it saves time in your day. And that's the beauty of being able to work out at home. And I, and these products have really capitalized on that. It's just for the fact of, you know, a rowing machine is just a rowing machine. A bike machine is just a bike machine at the end of the day. I think something needs to be added to them. Obviously that's, that's what they're built. They're built to be a rower, but right. I think if you could add another component to where then you can have that consumer say, Hey, I actually have a rower here. This transforms in a little bit of this that I can attach to it. I don't need to go anywhere. 
But so you're saying I, you want everything to be a bow flex, though, which is tough. Not to, not to be a bow flex, but I think it needs to like be a total body system. I should say. Multi, yeah, well, yeah, real one's pretty multi, you know, month multi-dimensional, but just needs to be more of a total, uh, or just multi-dimensional, uh, so that you can hit a couple different things and not just one static movement the entire time. Whether if you're biking, rowing, um. I think those are really the only two platforms where you that you know have these monitors and home home devices, but like built like that. Lips, yeah, the ellipticals there, but so it's just singular movement that you're focusing on that needs to for the price point that things are at. I think needs to add a little bit more to combat the uh, gyms. But I like where they're at. I'm just like, is this reactionary or are you being proactive? That's my only question. Yeah, I think it's uh, probably a little bit of both, right? Um... I mean, just to let's, let's throw some quick numbers in there, right? So the home bike segment grew 16% last year, mm-hmm. where the overall home fitness um, industry dropped 9%. Okay. So there's obviously, I mean, it's, what's interesting, and I, it's interesting that I wonder what they put in. That's for the NPD group. So I wonder what they put into the total home fitness industry because, like, a lot of people aren't buying like, you know, dumbbells anymore and stuff like that just because people have bands and, stuff, and that's cheaper. Right. Right. So you have bands and you can do these workout apps that give you the, I think that's the biggest thing right. that's changed now is you can have direction from somebody. So yeah, you don't need the weights and just let me do, I'm trying to be like Biff Tanner out, of, out, out here from, you know, back to the future. Just get big. I'm just trying to be big. Just doing what the old the old jocks used to do. Don't need to be doing that. It's changed. The game has changed. We all right. know that the game has changed. Right. Uh, so that is interesting, though, uh, the, to define um, just homework. Like, what was it? Sorry, what was the criteria? Uh, yeah, home fitness industry. Home fitness. So, like, really, the whole industry is. Uh, yeah, uh, I said that weird. <laughs> the industry as a whole. Right. No, no, that is interesting how they how they broke that down. But um, yeah, being able to follow the lead, be, you know, follow the leader has been really, really big. So yeah. that does that does make sense for why the numbers reflect that. Yeah. So again, congrats to them. Um, another part of the story: Aaron Rodgers' um, VC firm was a part of this round. Um, RX Three Ventures, which is the one that Aaron Rodgers is a part of, and again, that was Hydro. Who announced a twenty-five million dollar uh, round recently? So the last—it's not really a story. I, I came across this. They um, uh, followed us on uh, Instagram, Sports Tech Atlanta. If you guys are not following, um, this augmented reality company, Immersive Dot IO, and I think they—I—I've I, been trying to figure out. How as an audience, how as a consumer, can I watch sports in real time data? And we'll we'll try to put this video up on um, on Instagram as well. But one of the cool things I saw, they had a video of uh, a European basketball game, and as they were watching the basket, as you were watching it on your smartphone, you were able to also see like real time data of the players, right? So like percentages and, and points and things like that. And so I thought that was super cool. My question to you, Taylor, is you saw this or sent it over to you. Is that feasible? Do you want to, as a consumer, have all that data as you're watching it? Or is that too much? I know TNT started to do a little bit of that, right? Like, um, I think their partnership was with Intel. So as people are like at the top of the key, 
and you've got there's no like percentages right there, but they've got like you know someone's name will pop up or something like that. Is that data that you want to see in real time using kind of that augmented reality, or do you just want to enjoy sports the way that you've always consumed sports? Uh, so it's two parts for me to answer that. So the first, I'll just answer your question outright and. I would enjoy it if it's done right. And I know I use the example of Tony Stark all the time, but if the augmented reality was, you know, like his HUD screen was in, in the movie, you know, in any of the Marvel's movie, Iron Man movies. So that knowing of what I would want to see it like, and I know it won't execute that way will be the disappointing side of things. Obviously things have to grow and it's not going to release like that initially. And if, it, and if it does sign me up, I'll, <laughs> I'll drop a stack on some glasses. Now I'll do that. You know? So if it comes from the aspect of like the Google glass and how their glasses were trying to have that approach, but now it's integrated onto the basketball court. So, you know, you can see the real time data and, uh, you know, track players a lot better as you file through different settings. So I, I personally think it'll be really cool. It's, it's something that, can just enhance the game. Um, And I don't know, like you said, if it is feasible because there's so much you're going to have to do. Like, are you going to just take, you know, from 17,000 seat arena and from each seat go through the setting so that when you're sitting there, um, you know, you have to do a scan through, through each section of the, of the, um, of the arena so that when you're sitting there, it can click in and then you're good from your seat to be able to view the augmented reality portion that you're trying to do. How are they going to work that out per re- right. each arena, each pitch? So like, that's going to be the really tough part as well as cost. Um, I would love to see this work out. And I think it, it, it really would play big to the, um, those with disabilities, I think visual, the visually impa- impaired, uh, obviously not fully, you know, um, blind or anything like that, but mm. hard of, hard of seeing. And next thing you know, you're bringing the jumbotron to their face. Cause maybe they, they have, uh, they, don't, interesting, yeah. they don't, yeah, like they don't like to go to games because why am I going to spend all this money? I can't really see all the way down to the field. I have to strain myself to look up. And there's a lot of people like that around the world. So looking from that aspect, I think you're, you would help a lot of people by, by they can enjoy the live experience and then being able to, Oh, I have my glasses on. I know that's Kevin Durant. Cause it says Kevin Durant, right? Like that's, I, I can, I can, I can't see his face, but that's KD running around right. and I can track, I can track KD. I can watch my favorite player again or something like that. So I think it would help those type of individuals out. And as I get older, I would love, you know, my vision obviously going to go, I try to eat as many carrots as I can, but uh, I, I think that's, it's a product that can make some waves. Obviously how many stories have we done with augmented reality so far onto the playing field? So somebody's going to hit it. And I like their concept because imagine, you know, you just pick your phone up, you click on the app and then, Oh, uh, Ronaldo, you know, he's running, this is live tracking, right? He's at, you know, 15 miles an hour steady, just running out here. And then, you know, you drop your phone and you enjoy the game. And then if you have the glasses, you have the glasses or, or goggles. So it's all about the execution. That's, that's all we can really say for this, but how do you, how, what's your take on it? Sorry yeah, for being think, long-winded. No, I, I, I mean, I think that's perfect, right? The, the example and you, you hit some great points. I mean, the, I hadn't even thought about it as far as like those you see, there's so many people still in the stadium. They like bring binoculars. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I think it's super cool. I like, 
extra data like that, I like to be able to understand what else is going on as I'm watching. Um, so for me, I think it'd just be super cool, especially with basketball um, or football. I think baseball is tough because baseball is so slow. You know, I don't know if you need all that extra data, but with mm-hmm. basketball, football, I think it's super cool. Or if we're talking um, football or, or soccer from that perspective, uh, really cool to see that type of data too. Well, you know what? You kind of you kind of made a good point just now without even realizing. I don't think because baseball is so slow, mm-hmm. that could be the perfect launch and ability to incorporate. Obviously, it's an older crowd for baseball, right. and then with that older crowd, now they're getting the data that they've always loved, and you're able to see the field in a different way, um, in a futuristic way, but keeping up with the times. And then it being so slow, you'd be able to track the players. Obviously, they're not moving for the most part, but you're like, all right, I'm going to put my glasses on before the pitch. And then balls hit, you know, let's throw it all the way back there. You're seeing Andrew Jones go from center to right center. And you're like, oh, look at that. Like you watch his full acceleration go all the way up. And then, you know, it makes a tremendous play or something. And you're like, oh, I had that recorded. Like that's, it'd be, it'd be really cool to see from that aspect. And then uh, getting data from like bat swing, all that type of, all that type of stuff. But I think it'd be a good start because I think tracking baseball would be very easy to, to map and model because <laughs> the field field and, and movement isn't that that drastic and uh, it's pretty static for the most part <laughs> during the game. So I think you had a good point right there that, that you kind of had about baseball, even though. That's a good point because you could also like, because there's so much time, you wouldn't really be watching. I mean, you would be watching real time, but it'd be easier for you, like you said, like a play happens. And then if I want to look at like the the data the data on it, right? I could do that in between pitches, right? And not not miss a beat, and not miss anything. Yeah. So I think it'd be really cool. And then you can you know, hit up immersive. He needs to because he has some bad PR right now. <laughs> Rightfully so. He's he's he put he brought all this all the bad PR on himself. I'm one of them. So yeah, yes, he has. I, I yeah. think you, Trevor Bauer, there's, there's quite a few people <laughs> that uh, when you have one of your own players won't name drop it, but the tweets out there saying um, Adam Silver, you up type tweet. That's uh, it's not a good look. And if you don't know what that means, it's saying I need your service. <laughs> <laughs> Please come help me <laughs> help us. So yeah, baseball needs a little spark to bring the game back to where people know and love. Yeah, agreed. Hopefully they get everything going. Uh, but it looks like NBA is coming back, so which will be fun. Hopefully we'll have um, some more sports tech um, kind of developments going on. Obviously COVID is, has made people pivot a little bit, so we'll see how uh, I think companies kind of adjust to that and adjust to um, essentially the, the parameters that every, that every league kind of sets forth moving moving forward as they, as they launch the play. So mm-hmm. it would be interesting. It will. Uh, so we appreciate you. Uh, join in Seed Talk. Catch us next week for the next episode. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Sports Tech Atlanta. Uh, I'm Steve Mack, and that's Taylor over there on the, uh, on the other side. Thanks for joining.